everybody. Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 178. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are oh, you I doing? know you're doing great. And for those people that are in the chat and they haven't said it yet, yes, I know, I know. And it'll be coming, trust me, for the people <laughs> on the podcast or anybody who's a fan of this show and has listened to the words that come out of my mouth. I'm aware. We will address it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, welcome. This is the show where we talk about the Sharks and uh, all things therein. So uh, before we get going with anything on the show, uh, I do want to call out something um, Robert Spittler. Uh, he he uh, supported the show with a Venmo uh, donation, if you will. So Super Producer Jason, if you can uh, put that up on a screen there. Yeah, Robert had said he loves the show. Uh, thanks. And why do they keep winning pointless games? Is it that frowned upon to intentionally tank you know this is a perfect lead-in because the first thing we always talk about aaron is the past games and unfortunately sort of uh the sharks win all three of these games Uh, and i say unfortunately because obviously for uh certain fans looking for the future of the franchise it makes more sense uh to not win those games but you know as we had read uh, several articles and of course just logically you wouldn't actually ask a player to you know throw a game um they they have uh pride and they they want to play to win so um, if you guys want to support the show the same way that Robert did, uh, you can look right at the bottom of your screen there. It says Venmo tip is at the fin factor. And we'll do the exact same thing for you. We'll put your uh, your comment on this, uh, the show here and uh, the Gregor face. Yes. Thank you, Kellen. Appreciate that. Uh, so we'll go ahead and, and uh, call out your your um, your comment and the same thing with the super chat function, actually. So if you don't want to use Venmo, you want to use super chat, uh, please feel free to do that. It also supports the show that way. You can also go to thefinfactor.com, check out any of our merchandise there. We have hats, shirts, water bottles, fanny packs, all kinds of stuff, stickers as well. So, um, Aaron, what, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, is it, is it that frowned upon to tank? We've addressed this before, but is it that frowned upon to tank? Uh, None of these guys are taking. Even the teams that are like, you know, everyone's talking about them tanking. They're not taking. In fact, the man of the hour of the show, if you will, we're going to have a quote later. And he kind of explains uh, wha- what they're playing for essentially right now. And to me, it stood out because it was something that you don't really hear players say. Um, so I'm excited to get to that a little bit later. But yeah, they're not trying to tank. They're trying to win. They're trying. They're they're competitive people. There's no way those pe- those players are not being competitive. Even if they're not playing, if they're playing kind of like not get hurt, that's one thing. But a lot of these guys, I mean, how many how many players on the San Jose Sharks are comfortable and safe with their job? There's not many, right? Carlson, maybe. Even then, he's probably gonna get traded. But he's shooting for hundred, so he's trying. Uh, Couture's probably safe. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Um, Hurdle, maybe. You know, Everyone regardless else, of whether or not they're, job. regardless of whether or not they're on a chopping block to get traded, these guys do have to look at their career, right? And they have a reputation to uphold. They have uh, stats that other teams are going to look back on and go, "Man, he really played well in this season." Um, you know, a season where maybe the Sharks were the worst team in the league or the fourth worst currently. Um, but these guys never gave up. This is the attitude that we want. Um, so, you know, again, if you're looking at making your way onto a winning team at some point, you know, be it after your contract has expired, be it through a trade, um, whatever the case may be, the players don't want to tank. They don't care about a 17 year old coming in and saving the franchise because they may not be around for it. 
this is a business after all. And the guy at the helm is going to do or make business decisions and do what's best for the team. And if that doesn't include that player, then man, that kind of sucks. And that player would love to have gone back in time and do it right. Get as many points as he could have showed whatever other teams that are looking at him, that he is the type of player that they want and not some guy who's going to lay back and, you know, the season's over or whatever. We'll just, you know, call it in. Right. Cause that's what it'll look like. It won't look like, Oh, they were just trying to tank. Same thing that happens with for, for coaches, right? I think the coaches are looking in the same way. I mean, their lifespan in on a team is probably even shorter than you know a player's lifespan. They're they're there for maybe three, four years, and then it's generally uh, you know a new guy gets uh, gets put in place, and those guys need to go to a new team or a different team, right? So you want to be uh, you're still playing to win. You're playing for all the right reasons. You're not playing to tank. Now, the GM on the other hand, perhaps is telling the coach, "Hey, maybe give this guy a break tonight." I'd like to see this guy in the AHL come up for a game. Maybe the GM is finagling things a little bit, but even then, I, I just don't see it. I think that the majority of these guys uh, would never want to to tank. Yes, you want the best pick possible, but as we're about to talk about a little later on in the show, the top five where the Sharks are probably going to land, there's a ton of really good players there, and we'll take a look at some of the other drafts and the players that were taken, uh, even outside of the top five. And there's a lot of really good players. So um, I guess Aaron will just go ahead and jump in, unless there was a comment. We got a few comments here too. Should we call it a couple comments, maybe? Maybe sure. Okay. Um, well, Kellen is saying the Gregor face. Peter St. John saying he's having a good laugh at that one. Yeah, okay. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Um, and then let's see. Uh, Peter St. John, actually, I do want to call this out. Um, he's offered us some Sharks memorabilia. And um, I don't want to say the reasons unless he would like us to. But um, we're we're going to try to figure this one out, Peter. Uh, we're going to see about um, connecting with you and uh, taking those off your hands. And we really do appreciate you reaching out to us about that. It's really so cool. And um, just want to thank you uh, from Aaron, myself, and Super Producer Jason. Thank you so much for thinking of us and, and reaching out. Uh, we'll, we'll absolutely uh, make use of those uh, and, and certainly take them off your hands. So, yes, Graham Slam, Noah Gregor, Hattie, I know we're getting there. <laughs> Everybody wants to throw it in my face, man. I swear. Um, okay, let's just talk about the past games, Aaron. Um, we had a game against Winnipeg was a three, nothing win. uh, Reimer played pretty well in this one. Got a shutout. What do you have to say? Uh, redemption game, I think, cause he threw up a stinker last week. So I think this was, uh, him mentally getting back to where he should be. And he played above and beyond. In fact, there was a save that they were calling then the save of the year because he was dead to rights, completely out of the net reaches desperation save with the paddle of his stick and stops it not quite on the line but pretty close like that puck was going in and um at that point in the game it was only one nothing sharks in the second period so that was a pivotal pivotal time for a save and uh, he made it and ended up shutting out the winnipeg jets who are fighting for a playoff spot um and uh it was it's funny because (laughs) That this win, the three nothing win, snaps their nine game losing streak, which I, I know we didn't mind them having a nine game losing streak. Um, during those nine games, they went to overtime three times and lost, so they did pick up three points. But the win that they had before this nine game losing streak, do you have any guesses on who that was against? Oh, I, Winnipeg. It was Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah, absolutely. 
So they beat Winnipeg in overtime. They went on a nine-game losing streak and then beat Winnipeg 3-0 again. So I don't think Winnipeg likes seeing San Jose anymore. They'll be Did glad to be done with the them. post-game? Winnipeg's coach, whoever he is, and he just called, I mean, basically called him out. He said this was kind of like a gutless performance, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. But, man, he did not like the way that his team played. When you <laughs> you, you lose to this team, they go on a nine-game losing streak, and then you lose to this team again, and, and you get shut out. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it, that's an ugly, ugly game for Winnipeg. Uh, and they're they're fighting for their, their playoff lives right now, right? So um, this is one of those ones where, you know, you see it and you're going, okay, this should be a dub. Nope. Pretty incredible. Yep. So that was uh, that was a fun win, I guess, for the Sharks. <laughs> uh, Kellen saying it's Rick Bonus, the old Dallas coach, was the guy. Uh, there you go. Hey, man, yeah. thanks, Kellen. Appreciate the info, bud. Uh, yep. Moving on from this one, we played against the Vegas Golden Knights, a four-three overtime win, and you were actually happy. See, again, we we want them to lose. Don't get me wrong. We we want to stay as low in the stands as we can, but it's nice to pick up a win here and there. And I'll take an extra win if it's against a rival or someone that we just can't stand, like Vegas, for instance. I'm fine with that. So, really, the two wins here, it didn't bother me too much. Um, but what did you think about this game, Aaron? Um, just, yeah, what did you think? Um, it was kind of boring. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of goals, but nobody was – there's no chippiness. There's no emotions. It just seemed like they were going through the motions. I don't know. I was expecting more out of Vegas. I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't show up because I just love beating them. <laughs> um, the goal was a butte though, or the overtime goal from Couture. He just completely picked the pocket and uh, took it all the way back to the other way. So he got a he got a breakaway going back, and he just beat him five hole. Um, but in in overtime, you know, I guess the Sharks do well in overtime against Vegas. It's probably the worst team you want to go against in overtime against San Jose if you're Vegas. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, glad they uh, glad they picked that up. Glad and sad. I mean, if they go to overtime, you might as well go for it. Just go all out. Go for the win. Then if you don't get it, you don't get it. Going to pick up one, you may as well pick up two. What's one extra point anyway, right? right. Especially, again, uh, you say they're going through the emotions, but I, you know, on that bench, the emotions, I'm sure those players still really don't like each other. Uh, it would be a lot different if they had Kane and Reeves still, but right. what were you going to say? Uh, more of... To me, it was Vegas going through the motions, not so much Sharks. Mm. Like Vegas, it didn't seem like their heart was in this game at all. They were just ready to get out of there. So the Sharks, not so bad. Sharks were pretty, I don't want to say they were hyped up more for this game, but they weren't They weren't dead in the water either. Peter St. John saying, Logan has a long reputation for clutch scoring. Absolutely. That's why they call him Clutchure. Very <laughs> nice. Very this nice. is why I think Couture has trade value as well. Because when it comes to playoff time, he he definitely has another gear when it comes to playoff time. He's a guy that you can play when you need scoring, but he's also a guy that you play when you're on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up in all situations. He does well in all situations. Um, he's if you're looking at you know the video games, poise is 99. This guy uh, he doesn't falter. He doesn't um, freak out. Right. He's he's that guy. He's got his his mind right like all times. Um, just a really solid, awesome two-way player. And yes, absolutely. When you when you said earlier, maybe Couture would be safe, and and therefore, um, you know, th- we were talking about playing uh for for the loss essentially earlier. Um, this is not one of those guys that the, the, his pride level is off the charts. And uh, when you talk about guys that are maybe playing for 
their future, right? This is not someone who's ever going to play in such a way that um, is going to cause them to lose purposefully. He's always going to be that guy that other teams are going to look at and go, man, it'd be really nice to have him at like two or three C for our playoff run, you know? Um, so he's interested in keeping his value up too, I'm sure. Um, moving on from that game, though, let's talk about the Arizona game really quick because this is where everybody wants to go ahead and poke and prod, and we're going to get there. Um, first and foremost, though, it is <laughs> first and foremost, the folks in the podcast, you can't see the graphics of Super Producer Jason's putting up. Um, Arizona. Seven to two win for the Sharks. Now this is the third win in a row. This is where I started to get a little bit unhappy. Okay, <laughs> one win. Okay, great. Yay. Okay, a second win. Okay, makes sense. You know, we we got a little bit of uh, juice. We're rolling, and especially against Vegas, cool. And then Arizona, we have to beat them seven to two. All right, guys, enough's enough. All right, pump your brakes. Let's just realize what we're all trying to do here. All right, all right think uh, of it this way: they had a nine-game <laughs> losing streak, right? You take yeah. those three wins, take those three wins, and spread them out. Yes. You get two losses and a win. Two losses and a win. It's the same thing as if you go nine losses and three in a row. Same thing. Well, it'd be three losses, three losses and a win. Three losses and a win. So every four games you get one win. Yes. Sure. Math is hard. Yeah. Um <laughs> Chris Cuolo. If you don't know that name, it's probably because A, I'm either saying it wrong, or B, you're not a fan of the Barracuda. Uh, because this was a call up. Now he's uh he's an older gent, is he not? Thirty. Yeah. Thirty years old. Uh comes up gets his uh, first NHL goal. And I feel like this is something that happens against the Sharks all the time. So it's really (laughs) nice to be able to say something happening good for the Sharks. First NHL goal for uh, Mr. Chris Guolo. Congratulations. Another guy, same game, gets his first NHL goal. uh, Daniel Gushin or Gushin. I think it's Gushin. Gushin. I think, yeah, I think it's Gushin. He gets his first NHL goal. Now, Aaron, you had said this before. You had said this guy's got an elite shot. Uh, He's got an NHL shot. I absolutely agree. Did you see this thing? Yeah. No, the answer is no, you didn't see it because it was that fast, Aaron. It came off the stick and disappeared. It was ridiculous. I can't remember who it was. It was either um, Snipe City or JD something from. uh, Was it JD? Okay, so I'm trying to give credit where credit is due here. Um, he, he said he had to slow down the slow-mo to be able to see the shot and what it did. I mean, this thing, even, even in slow motion, it just disappears off of his stick. I mean, it teleports from his blade to the back of the net and then pops out. It was ridiculous how fast the shot came off. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see this kid. I'm, they already sent him back down, I believe. Like he's already back at the Barracuda right now, but, um, this is a guy that could make his case to to make the team next season. So he's going to be fighting for a spot and I hope he can do it because that shot is just so lethal. I, I hope he has a spot in the NHL and can, you know, work. It's his shot is what's going to get him there. Actually, his shot's not going to get him there. His shot's going to keep him there, but his hard work of doing the other stuff outside of just the shooting part is going to get him to the NHL and get him to stay up there. So I hope he works on that, you know, what they always say, the 200 foot game, right? Get that 200 foot game down so that you're not a liability and you get the ice time at the NHL level to do the things that you do, which is snipe. So I'm, I'm excited for this guy. And his Absolutely. Is good, which is great. Absolutely. I hope that shot turns into more of an Ovechkin thing than a Kevin LeBanc thing where that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you yeah. know where I'm coming with this, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I love to see the guy's uh, future. I love to see him, um, 
get some more time in the NHL. Unfortunately, uh, they score their first NHL goal and then get sent back down, um, which is kind of interesting to me, right? Like they get sent, we helps the team secure two points and they get sent down. So what, what did we say earlier? The players and the coaches, they're still trying to win. I think Mike Greer might uh, might not be on the same train. <laughs> He's, you guys helped us win. You scored some goals. Get back down there. Uh, I think this more has to do with the Barracuda than the Sharks. Like they want the Barracuda to go into the playoffs. So they need them more down there. I think it was, again, a reward for playing well, getting them some experience at the NHL level so that they know what it's like to be in the NHL life. Granted, this game was in Mullet Arena of, what, 4,000 seat arena. So it probably felt like in a Barracuda game. Um, but I think, uh, I think, you know, give them the taste of the NHL life and, uh, let them learn and know what they need to go back and work on over the summer so that they could beef up and get bigger. And we'll get into this a little bit, but just like Eklund, like Eklund got hurt a shoulder injury too, which is not good. Um, but bulk up a little bit to prevent those kinds of injuries so that you have the durability to last for 82 games. Cause a lot of these guys have never played that many games in their career in one season. So it's, it's a lot to do. Um, so yeah, I think, I think these guys are just going to get those call-ups. They're going to come up, come down and the Barracuda are fighting for that playoff spot. So they kind of need them more down there than the sharks need them up top. Right. We we're going to bring that up later, but um, yeah, absolutely. Eklund uh, with the shoulder injury, unfortunately with him being out, as Aaron just said, um, they need all the help they can get, and and they do bring these guys back to the Cuda right away. I just thought it was interesting and and hilarious. They go up for one game. That's it, one game, and then they they play, they get their goals, and then they get moved back down. Um, I don't know if this is one of those things where it's like, hey, try to get your first NHL point, and then cycle you back in. They're going to call someone else back up to get their first NHL point, and then cycle them back out just for the experience of it, or, or what the deal is. But it is kind of weird that you bring up two guys from the Cuda have them play a game and then send them back. I don't know. That's kind of a weird one for me. So I don't know. What about the grand Admiral? from Kellen? What about the grand Admiral <laughs> grand Admiral Thrun? Hey, uh, Kellen it. is responding to something that Graham slam had said. He said, Gushin is the most underrated sharks prospect. Um, and he responded to Peter St. John's. Do you think so with a pretty easily? So Graham, I would love if you could give us just a little bit of reasoning as to why you think that's the case. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think the guy is pretty awesome. I think, um, when you say he's the most underrated, we, we look at guys like Eklund, we look at guys like Bordalo and we know and, and expect what they're going to bring. I think a guy like Gushin is in that underrated category. It's not to say that he's. Um, the best of all the prospects, but I think people expect a lot less of him for some reason. So if you can give us a little bit of information on that one, uh, what you think, and we can share that with everybody else. I think uh, the the folks in the chat here would definitely appreciate and that. Gushin does have in 62 games at the CUDA, he's got 17 goals and 20 assists, 37 points. He's sitting at fifth on the team. It's pretty decent. Pretty still decent. young, still very young. In Not fact, tearing is- it up to the point that you're thinking he's an NHL mainstay. Um, but no. being productive. What? You very confused look on your face. Aaron's frozen. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and oh, there he is. <laughs> so we'll right. go ahead and move. Oh, now he's blinking. All right. He's back. All right. Um, Eric Carlson in this game against Arizona, you'll notice it was seven to two. Uh, usually when the score is that high, Eric Carlson has a lot to do with it. This night, no exception. Uh, a four-point night 
for the man. Um, Aaron, did you see uh, the brilliance of Eric Carlson tonight or that that night? Yeah, just doing Eric Carlson things that nobody else can do. Yes. I don't and somebody else had shared it and we talked about this already on the show where we had those uh, athletic player cards, I think is, is what they were. Right. And they give you his his um, AAV and they show you stats and they say based on the stats and what's expected of him, whatever else, this is what he should be getting paid. Well, this man, we're, we're underpaying him by about three million dollars now. I mean, he's just continually uh, adding value and uh, climbing up that chart. I mean, it, I don't, I don't know. Do you, is this man still worth the 11-5 to you? Well, there's nobody better, and he's the highest paid defenseman in the league. So, yeah, this is setting the bar of how much the highest paid defenseman or highest scoring defenseman should be paid. Graham coming back with that Gushin information for us. He said, by the way, if you guys don't know, uh, Graham is a guy who uh, is, is very in tune with prospects. And I forget who, who is he working with? Um, is it Dauber? I forget who Graham is working Dauber. with. Dauber hockey. Yeah, it is Dauber. Dauber okay, prospects. But he, yes, but he's, uh, he, he doesn't um, look at the Sharks prospects except for his own uh, his own liking. Um, that's he's a Sharks fan, so he does the the Sharks in his spare time. But he says that uh, Gushin is the best goal scorer in the Sharks prospect pool, and very few know who he is outside of the organization. Elite shot was a rookie in the AHL this year, so keep that in mind. Absolutely, as a rookie in the AHL, those numbers you have to take that in consideration. Certainly does make him look just that much better. So do appreciate that. Uh, one other comment before we uh, move on here. Uh, Grand's year 12 says, how's it going, Paul, Aaron, super Jason, Jason. I hope all is well with you and the viewers. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we are doing well and I'm sure all the viewers will let you know they're doing well too, as far as I can tell. So, uh, thank you for checking in on us. And Graham says, yes, Dauber. He just confirmed it for us. So there you go. Okay. Aaron, uh, what else? Oh yeah. So, so that's all that was happening really in the Arizona game. And that's totally the only thing that happened and we can move on. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing Good. else happened in that game. Okay, so let's fact, talk about Eric Carlson a little bit more. <laughs> there, was, there was a comment in here. Uh, let me see if I can find a it. A comment? There was about 15 comments. Yeah. Um, oh, where is it? They wanted to know if I was texting you right away when it happened. I don't think you were texting me right away. Uh, I, think, I messaged you right when it happened. Okay. I did. Yeah. I messaged you when it happened. I was like, right away, I'm like, uh-oh, guess who got a hat trick? And you're just like, I think you responded later because I don't think you were watching right away. So I responded later because uh, I, I do other things. But I know Nick HBK150, who's a, a fan of the show, um, he <laughs> hits me up all the time. And he's, he he called it out. Hey, no, I got a hat trick. And I responded in all caps. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah. So no, Gregor gets a hat trick. We have a graphic. Uh, for this one here. So Super Producer Jason, there you go. Uh, yeah, he's got the fist pump. He's feeling good. He's happy for himself. Uh, clearly, this guy is a fan of the show. Um, just wanted to uh, prove me wrong, call me out. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, I, I have been uh, maybe a little bit uh, hard on Noah Gregor. <laughs> Why he zoomed in? Critical. I was a little bit I'd tough on Noah Gregor. Um, critical. Aaron and I have talked about this back and forth quite a bit. I don't hate the guy. I just know what he is. And I think he's not a 10 goal scorer in this league yet. Aaron seems to differ. Although 
I will say this, Aaron, your story flip-flops, my friend. You're telling me he's a 10-goal scorer. Then you tell me, oh, no, he's becoming a PK specialist, which he hasn't scored 10 goals yet, and he's not the number one guy that they put out on the PK. So he's neither of those things. But lightning strikes, the squirrel find, the blind squirrel finds a nut, and he gets his hat trick. Uh, I'm, I'm in shock, to be honest with you. I never in a million years would have thought Noah Gregor is going to get a hat trick in the <laughs> NHL. Uh, so I will absolutely admit that. Oh, look, Peter St. John says he's laughed right out loud by myself when that third goal went in. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Aaron, why don't you go ahead? And just I've talked enough. You go ahead. What, what, what do you have to say? Go ahead, rub it in. Um, man, where do I even start? <laughs> I'm just I'm so excited because I think I talked about it. Was it last week saying, oh, he can get a hat trick? Or maybe it was two weeks ago. I was like, he can get a hat trick and really really jump up kind of in the uh in, in the standings there um or the whatever this to his 10 goal quest he's now sitting at eight goals on the season is he going to get to 10 by the end of the season are you asking me or are you I'm asking, asking you Jack? right now do you think he gets to 10 you know what Can, should we do roll call we haven't got a roll call question otherwise right Graham look at Graham when Gregor scored the yeah, hat trick, I haven't cheered that hard for a goal since the 1819 season. <laughs> yeah, he's uh so for those oh. who couldn't hear over my laughing, yeah, Graham says uh when he scored the hat trick goal, he hasn't cheered that hard for a goal since so, the 1819 season. Graham oh, and a number goodness. of other guys in, in our chat are in the fantasy league, and we have a chat room in the fantasy league, and the thing is just going off, and everyone's like, Oh man, we can't wait to see what Paul's gonna say. Oh my gosh, he's gonna be so upset, he's gonna be laughing so hard. Um, hey, I'm not yeah. upset. Come on. I, like I said, I'm cheering for the guy. I hope it happens. I just don't think that it will. Now, frankly, again, how many goals does he have? Here you go. Gregor's up to 12 goals in his, in his last 82 NHL games. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, In his last 82 games. That doesn't count. <laughs> in his last 80. I want this season. Eight. How many goals? Eight. Eight. How many games left? Uh, how many games are left? Six. Not enough. Six games, right? Six games left. Oh, get out of here, SPJ! Come on now. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think so, buddy. I don't. Think I think so. it's happening. I think he's stuck at he, eight. He is on a streak right now. He, he, he absolutely is. is. All right. He so speaking is. of his line, the Sturm LeBanc Gregor line, the last five games here, Gregor has four goals, three assists, plus three, ten shots on goal. Sturm has a goal and three assists, plus four, seven shots on goal. LeBanc has a goal and assist, minus one, eight shots on goal. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they've been playing together for the last five games, but that's just their last five game stats. Um, but they clearly are gelling right now. Uh, there was a quote about it too, or, or in his uh, post game interview. But what I want to get to is Noah Gregor going, going past the hat trick. Yeah, hat trick's great. It's awesome. And nobody thought he would get a hat trick in the league. Because they probably thought he was going to break the glass before he get a hat trick. Um, here's a quote. The question was how he thinks the end of this season is going, what to expect, and what players are kind of playing for. And I thought this was very interesting. And I'll get into it afterwards after we listen to what he says. So here's Noah Gregor's thoughts on the rest of the season, which is six games left. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think uh, – I think just coming together as a group, right? Uh, you know, we all know the situation we're in, but uh, we're, we have a lot of pride in this room. Uh, we don't want to go out, uh, you know, on a losing streak like we were on there for a, for a good stretch. Uh, 
know, guys are, are trying to you know, earn jobs, uh, you know, show they want to stay in this organization or show other teams that they want to stay in this league. Guys coming up in the lineup that are playing really well for us. So uh, I think, you know, just a, a lot of pride in this room to, to finish strong and, and uh, hopefully we can keep the streak going. Did you catch that? Did you catch what I'm what I'm I talking about? Pride in this room to finish strong, and then actually, I think my tab kind of goofed up. What, what what was after that? Uh, either playing for this organization or showing other organizations that you want to stay in this league. That's huge. Beach? They're playing like outside of pride. They're playing for a job, and not just with the Sharks. They're playing to stay in the NHL. They're trying to show. The Sharks or any other team, if the Sharks are either going to trade them or not sign them, if they're restricted free agents, unrestricted free agents, that they still belong in the NHL and they can play. So there is a lot to play for in these last six games. These guys are not trying to lose. They're not trying to tank. They're not trying to go, hey, I'm going to do a solid for the Sharks here who are not going to sign me, and I'm just going to tank and play terribly so that they can get the first overall pick. That's not happening here. So – it was just I, you never really hear players say that, you know. That's it. Kind of stuck out to me. That's why I picked this quote. Um, <laughs> Graham is saying he's only played fifty-one games this season. If he played every game, he would easily pass ten. Hence the last eighty-two games point. No, Graham. No, you you get what you get. You don't get to average it out over eighty-two. If you get eight, you don't get to say, oh. I'm a 15 goal scorer because I played half the season. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And I, I know you know that, Graham. I know you know that. And I, I understand what you're trying to say. But there's a reason he sat those almost 30 games. Okay? There's a reason he sat those games. So, I, hey, over 82 is great. But in this I season, with 11. you can't say you're a 10 goal scorer if you haven't scored 10 goals in a season. That's how it works. I hope he gets to 11. I hope he does, too. That's the thing people don't understand. I hope he gets to 11. I, I I'm hope just saying he ain't going to get to 11. Mine. What? Mine goes to 11. Mine goes to 11. Oh, yeah. From. You don't even know what that's from. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple other good comments in here. Hold on a second. Um. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you did. We we talked about Noah getting a hat trick last season. That was the thing too. Last season, you were saying it was like the last game or something. What if he gets a hat trick or something like that? It was like two games <laughs> before the end of the season or game before the end of the season. He ended up getting like two goals, I think is what it was. And I think that put him at nine. And I'm going, oh, dear. so um, that's that's probably why he's got twelve in his life because he shows up apparently at the end of the season. That's his thing. Well, I don't know. He, he gets some momentum going. He gets. Gets his legs going under him. You know, what it is is they trade everybody away, and then he gets finds himself up in the lineup with better players. And then for the first Whatever, half man. of the season, he's, he's playing on the fourth line where he belongs. I'm sorry. Graham says he deserved, he deserved to play. He deserved to play. I agree. Sure. I think he worked his tail off. He got to see what he needed to do. I think Mike Greer's team is clearly work your tail off. It is not if you have skill, you can coast, which is, I think, kind of the old regime from Doug Wilson is if you can, if you are skilled enough, then you're fine. But if not, you got to work where I feel like they didn't have enough hardworking, hardworking players on that team. And now this team is pretty much all hardworking players and you had to adapt or you're going to be gone. Well, so what he's saying, and when Graham says he deserved to play, he's referring to his previous comment, which we didn't say, where he says he disagrees that him getting scratched early in the season over guys like Lorenz and Limblom made no sense. Uh, frankly, 
I don't have a problem with Lorenz at all. I'm fine with Lorenz. Limblom, on the other hand, he he was a, a kind of a broken project. Now imagine if Limblom got himself going and was even close to what we were hoping that he would uh, turn into or or go back to form. Right? If he was anything close to that, then no, absolutely not. He he would be the better play in my opinion over Noah Gregor. I don't know. What do you you don't think so? You're you're giving me a look right now. No, I'm reading Kellen Foster. Oh. Uh, the Barracuda just tied the game up with an empty netter. 18.9 seconds left to go 3-3. Nice. Sorry. No, that's good. Thank thoughts. you for the update. Appreciate that. Now, you had said, uh, though, that you wanted to move past the hat trick. Yay, great. And then here's the clip. I'm sorry. I'm not done moving past the hat trick. Okay. Okay. I, let me <laughs> ask you something. Do you know uh, Ivan Prosvetov? Prosvetov? Do you know who that is? For the Sharks? Do you know why you don't know who that is? Because that's the goalie that let in the three goals that Noah Gregor scored. That's an AHL goalie that got called up. Now, he's a good prospect, and he was playing well for the Tucson Roadrunners, but that's not an NHL goaltender either. I just want to make that known so that people understand that as well. There are other factors at play here, okay? Oh, Kellen says goalie. Kellen knows. See, Kellen's educated, not like us. I had to look him up. That's why. But when I looked him up, I was like, okay, wait, wait. First of all, who's the goalie in net? And then I found out it was this guy. Um, so, again, not making excuses. I'm just letting everybody know it's not quite a goaltender that uh, would normally be giving up seven goals in a game. So, there's a factor there as well. Anyway, Aaron, I think now that I've said that piece, is everyone feeling okay now with the whole Noah Gregor thing? Does anybody else want to take a jab? Because I'm still here and I'll take it, okay? If anybody wants to, just jab, jab. putting it out there, okay? And we can get back to it if you'd like. But the first thing we talked about before uh, getting into Noah Gregor was Eric Carlson and his 4.9. Now, you guys know what that means. Eric Carlson spent the week playing hockey, doing his thing, and uh, scoring points left and right. So we have our graphic that we put up. Super producer Jason, go ahead. Take this away. Very good. Uh, Before we jump into this, uh, I want to do one last because I did say if anybody wants to come at me, Graham wants to come at me with one more time. He says they ask how many, not how you get them, right? They do. They also ask how many within a season. So let's make sure that we're playing by the rules here. Um, (laughs) But anyway, yes, absolutely. I'm not taking away from his goals whatsoever. They were awesome goals. They did. He was he, he did a great job putting them in. Uh, they weren't garbage goals, as someone earlier had said, 100%. But uh, I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware. It's not like he put him in on Vasilevsky. I think, um, I think this is Noah. Only, I just joined the chat just for the Gregor chirps. <laughs> definitely Noah. It's definitely Noah here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, man, just, I, uh, I, you know, reminded a little bit if you'd like. But uh, <laughs> there was definitely uh, quite a bit of that. So there you go. <laughs> But Eric Carlson now, again, 95 points on the season so far. Monster season. Now, I asked about Noah Gregor getting to 10 goals. He's got eight. You're confident. I'm not. He's got six games left to do it. Eric Carlson getting to 100. That's only five points with six games left. Do you think he does it? Now that he had that jump and only five points in six games, I think he does it. He's going to do it. The Sharks. You didn't think so before. He's... I was on the fence a little bit because the Sharks were playing so bad in that nine-game stretch and he wasn't getting points that I was a little worried. Not so much that he wasn't doing enough, but the team around him wasn't doing enough to to score and get points. That made me a little worried. But now that he had that four-point night, 
that's like, ooh, okay, yeah, it's it's within range. Five points in six games, that's Carlson won't do that. Even if they get shut out in one of the games or two of the games, he's still yeah. probably going to get it. So I think he's going to get it. I mean, he's on the ice half the game. <laughs> half the game, he's out there. So there's a very good chance that if anything happens, he's going to be in on the scoring. Absolutely. Now, um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of never really doubted it. I, w- we'll see. I mean, because after this week, there's only, I think, one more week worth of games. So, uh, or one more show, I guess, worth of games. Uh, so I think we'll know probably by the next show uh, whether or not he's going to hit 100. If there will be four games. We'll talk about this at the end of the show, but I think there's four yeah. games uh, if we're going all the way to Monday. So we'll be covering four of them. I don't know, buddy. I think in those four games, he hits his 100. I think we were talking about Eric Carlson being a 100-point player next week. I mean, they're playing Colorado twice and Edmonton. and But they are playing Winnipeg once again, and you know they're going to win. <laughs> Winnipeg's shaking in their boots for that game. See, Peter St. John, I think both Carlson and Noah are close enough that it could happen for both of them, but Carlson is more likely to hit 100 then Noah gets 10. I have to agree. I have I to know, agree. Man. I don't know. Oh, Graham says, to be fair, Paul, Prosvetov did give up eight goals to Seattle. Oh, to be fair to Paul, he gave up eight goals to he, Seattle tonight. That's kind of what I'm saying. Now, Seattle's a good team. Don't get me wrong. He's consistent. They're a good team. And he's pretty consistent. consistent. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so, you know what I mean? Like... I don't know. Are they trying to get? Are they, is, is their GM trying to bring in the, the the ship down? If Seattle was a good team, wouldn't that mean they would score a lot more than seven? Oh, because the Sharks scored seven. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say here? I don't know what you're trying to say. Who me or Grant? Yeah, you. Oh, I'm just saying that same goalie put it let seven go, and now they let eight go. Now it's not all about goaltending, right? It's about the team that's in front of you as well, but. Sharks aren't that good of a team, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Graham, I appreciate you being fair to me, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> so let's see. We've got, uh, like I said, uh, six games left to break 100. Um, actually, I don't think we actually we did the roll call, did we? Or did we? We did do the roll no, call. No, we did not. We didn't. No, we My did bad. not. Okay, so no. we're going to do this for roll call. Okay, we're going to say, and I'm going to give Super Jason time to type this thing up. Um, basically, is Carlson going to hit 100 points? And is Noah Gregor going to hit 10 goals? So that's the question. Let us know where you're watching us from. If you say the couch, I will cancel you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let us know what city you're, you're uh, watching us from. And then let us know. If you think Eric Carlson hits the 100-point mark and if Noah Gregor hits the 10-point mark. I'm trying goal mark. Sorry, not 10 points. He's already passed 10 points. He, he meant to say goals, but he was writing points because with the Carlson thing. Okay, so 100 points for Carlson, 10 goals for Gregor. Is it happening? Thank you, Super Producer Jason, for fixing that. Appreciate you. Uh, or right away, Farscape Forever says EK scores his 100th on an assist. On Gregor's 10th. <laughs> okay, so he says, if that happens, will y'all call it a draw? I mean, no, 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 no. no there's no draw. I'm, I see. We both think he's going to get to 100. I just been saying it the entire time. He had his doubts. 
But with Gregor, I'm saying he will not get to 10 goals. And I'm saying that knowing that he's got eight right now. So two goals in six games. I think he can do it. I don't think he'll do it. I think he had a nice run. I think it ends. Like you said, we're playing two games against Colorado. Yeah, bang, they're going to be, baby. Colorado's going to be benching their starters because they're close to the playoffs. They don't want them to get hurt. I think Colorado's second stringers are still, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to be playing nothing but backup goalies from here on out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Debbie Smith is from Sunnyvale. I never knew that, actually, Debbie. Thanks for, for tuning in here. Appreciate that. And Phoenix, Arizona for Grandizer, 12. Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> did did, did okay, Olivia. so we'll go six foot five, says from Van, Vancouver, BC. Eric hits 100 points, and Noah gets 11 goals. Another hat trick. It's just another hat trick away. I got to know why you think 11. If you think he's getting another hat trick. No, I'm just saying it's only a hat trick away. 11. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh Last year, he was a hat trick away from getting 10, and he almost got it. I think he got to nine in that game. And he yeah, almost, he got two. He almost scored another one, and, and he missed it. And I was like, oh, my God. He, he probably put himself it. offside. Let's get real. <laughs> I think he missed an empty netter. Actually, you know what? On that third goal, if you watch Kevin LeBanc, it's questionable whether or not he had possession going backwards over the line with uh, with the puck. I think he might have put himself offside, but they just didn't bother because it was 7-2. to two, So, whatever. Uh, Colorado's go. backup goalie is pretty questionable. Graham doesn't like that guy, so there you go. Uh, Carlson hits 100 and Gregor hits 10. Graham thinks as well. And Peter St. John says, see, Graham even believes. <laughs> Graham's a fan of Noah Gregor. Yeah? Yeah. All right. He, he doesn't want to get on Noah Gregor's uncle's bad side. Hey, man, <laughs> even hey, man again, I, I wish him all the best. I'm the one defending the Noah Gregor, and I'm the one that got the flack on Twitter. Thank you very much. <laughs> but again, I wish him all the best. I hope he does well. I hope he scores 10. I hope he scores 15. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, if it does happen, you said something about buying me a Gregor jersey. What are you doing here? Don't waste your money. <laughs> That's right. Don't waste your you money. No Gregor jersey. <laughs> Graham says he had possession. Come on. Ah. I mean, I, I, I like that he had possession. Don't get me wrong, but it's questionable a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't know. Um, because if you think about it, like the the ones the, that you see with uh, Colorado, when they touch the puck and then they don't touch the puck and the guy skates on side and then they touch the puck again, did he have possession there? Because it seemed kind of similar where he was touching the puck, but not really. So there possession you go. Doesn't Biggest mean... Gregor fan in the world. <laughs> says Graham Slam. That's him. <laughs> possession doesn't necessarily mean you have to be touching it. You just have to have control of it. I understand. But then then if that's the case, then why isn't it offside when, when Colorado touched the puck, let go of the puck, and then touched the puck again, right? So it's either possession or it's not. I think there's a little bit of a gray area there. It's It works when you want it to. And I think it there's a lot of gray in hockey, and I don't mind the grays. There you go. Oh, they're going to a shootout in, uh, in San Jose for the Barracuda here. So Kellen's keeping us on top of that situation. Appreciate that, Kellen. Um... So let's see. He's got five assists in the last three games this past week. Carlson does. I don't know. I think he hits 100. And uh, we've talked enough about that. So we'll go ahead and throw our little outro at you here. Go ahead, Super Producer Jason. Walk up lies, Gallywag. <laughs> That's a good one. Peter St. John 
Peter St. John's being uh, being a little rude to me here. I think he's, I think we need to start a Noah fan club and go to a game. And Paul has to wear his Noah Gregor jersey to that game if Noah Gregor gets to ten. You know what? Absolutely, I'll do yes. it. I will do yes. it. Because for two reasons, one, hell yeah, let's do it. That'd be fun. Get people out there, and if I have to wear a Gregor jersey, that's cool. You know, no big deal. I mean, again, I don't hate the guy. I'm good with it. Uh, also, because I don't think he's getting to ten, so it ain't happening anyway. So yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. Why not? You do you want the home away or the black jersey? Uh, they still well, have the stealth. They still have stealth, right? I don't have a white this actually. Year? I don't have a white. If you're actually gonna follow through with that, you then, a white. Uh, a white. There you go. Uh, Graham says if I, ha- I got the new white one because it was done. on. Was that? <laughs> I got the new white jersey and it is uh, super clean. You like but it? I got it when it was on sale, like around uh, I think it was a Black Friday deal or something, and it's the legit Adidas one. And it, the problem is, it is like see through. Because it's me- it's such a fine mesh that like if you wear a shirt underneath, you're gonna see the logo underneath it. Okay. So you have to like wear a shirt that doesn't have anything on it. Otherwise, it'll just look funny, you know. Plain white. It's very huh? light. It's very awesome though. It looks really oh sharp. God. Darth Gregor. Darth Gregor <laughs> with Grand Admiral Thrun. That's pretty good. Well done. I love that. Debbie says, "Get him on the show." I don't think that's not a good idea for anyone, guys. That's that's a horrible idea, Debbie. Don't do that to me. I think it's a great idea. Oh my god. Yeah, Peter St. John says, Yeah, I'm with De- of course you're with Debbie. You're not me. If you were me, you'd be disagreeing right now. Uh Kuda lead one nothing in the shoot after two rounds. Kellen, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh Aaron, standings update. Um you're talking about the top five picks uh in the draft. Even if we don't get Connor Bedard, uh, yep. and that they are going to be very good players, and you've got some historical evidence to support this, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and just run away with this one. Go ahead. Sure. I mean, just historically looking back and not too far back, the 2017 draft is one of the deepest drafts that the NHL has had in a long time. Um, the draft that's com- coming up has is considered deep, but not as deep as 2017. More of like the first top five guys are going to be great NHL players. Um, 2017, it was Nico Hischer, Nolan Patrick, Miro Heiskinen, followed by Kale McCarr at fourth and Elias Pettersson at fifth. I would take any of those guys other than Nolan Patrick on, (laughs) on the Sharks. I mean, looking back, if you were to reorder those, Nolan Patrick would not have gone second overall, but he was highly touted back then. So, um, I wouldn't say he's a bust, but there's, there's a lot of other players this is the draft that the Sharks got Josh Norris at 19th overall, just to give you a little, uh, I don't know, insight on on some of that. And then if you look at the 2020 draft, which is a lot more recent, Lafreniere went number one. He was like the consensus number one overall pick, followed by Quentin Byfield, who's on L.A., and he's going to be good. Um, he's a big, giant man who takes a little bit longer, so that's why we haven't really seen much of him this year dominating. Um the Sharks should have taken Tim Stutzel. Stutzle? Stutzla. Stutzla. I'm terrible at saying that name. Um, <laughs> Lucas Raymond by Detroit. Jake Sanderson by Ottawa. Jamie Drysdale by Anaheim. Um, Alexander Holtz by the Devils, which a lot of people wanted the Sharks to get in return. Um, so there's a lot, 
lot of good players that are outside of I mean obviously Bedard is is a generational player. To me, I was never dead set that the Sharks were going to get him. With the Sharks luck, they would have been dead last in the standings and lose the lottery. So, I don't really I would rather go into the lottery without the hope that they're going to get him because that, how devastating would that be if they were first the first team, the worst team and they don't win the lottery. I think that would be worse for Sharks fans than if they were at best uh, or not at best, but like going into it, like how they are right now, fourth, third or fourth. Right. And then a chance to win the lottery to move up either the first or second. I think that's a better, better way to do it. Less, um, less getting your hopes up and having your dreams crushed by not getting Bedard and then hating on the league and, and Gary Bettman for throwing it and, and having Chicago win, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm not too worried about it. The Sharks are going to get a very good player. The Sharks are not going to be making playoffs next year. So I think another season of not being quite as bad as this year. And if they are great, because then they're just going to add another top prospect. But um, keep getting those picks. And hopefully that uh, New Jersey gets the conference final so that we can get a first round pick again next year and have two in the first round. Um, that would be best, I think, for the Sharks, and I'm not too worried. I think, um, yeah, from you know the perspective of having the first overall pick and potentially having it get ripped away from you, yeah, that would suck, absolutely. But um, if someone else is going to leapfrog you and you were first, then that pushes you to second. But if you were going to be winning some games at the end like the Sharks are, and then they end up in, say, fourth, if somebody else wins that and leapfrogs you, it still pushes you back. Now, the chances that somebody behind you wins it and leapfrogs you is lower, the lower, or I guess the higher up you go right. uh, in the standings. But, it, it, I mean, it does happen, right? So if you were to, say, be even second, I mean, it's not unfathomable that third or fourth could bump up uh, ahead of them. So uh, at the end of the day, even if it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed Bedard, I would still like to be as low as possible. So that if you do get leapfrogged, you're not missing out on that player that you wanted. You're getting bumped down to the next guy. Um, I'm whatever, basically I, I, for me, it's just um, all those players that we're going to be looking at. You just rattled off a whole bunch of names from that draft uh, that are you know top tier players. And by all accounts and Graham can attest to this too. Uh, this season's draft, this, this draft class is supposed to be very deep, especially at the four position. So I think any of those guys that are going to go in that top four or five uh, are going to be extremely good players, maybe not generational talents that, you know, but Dart is supposed to be that, that guy like Connor McDavid has shown he is maybe not like that, but certainly um, very good, amazing players, guys that are going to be all-stars. So um, I, I'm not I'm not concerned at all kind of where we end up as long as we're kind of in that first initial grouping. Uh, that should be fine. And uh, also kind of uh, paraphrasing off of what uh, Graham had said previously was he always likes the idea of trading down, uh, getting extra picks. If the Sharks do fall, <laughs> fall, uh, fall too high in the, uh, <laughs> in the standings, then I guess um, they could always take like that number seven pick that they would have. Let's say they get leapfrogged. If they could take that number seven pick that they would have and trade that for, you know, something maybe a little bit later on for a guy that's maybe just about as good as that seventh overall 
um, but then picking up somebody else in the process as well. So um, certainly it's it's going to be a draft that would be very interesting to watch. I'm looking forward to it because for the rest of the season, the only thing to look forward to really is, will Eric Carlson hit 100 uh, points and will Noah Gregor get 10, 10 goals? That's really how I'm looking forward to, to figuring out for the rest of the season. So there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, then you've got another – I don't know if we're done with that topic here. Uh, I was going to say – uh, oh, the draft lottery is going to be held on May. It's a Monday, eighth, ninth, or something like that. I think it is. I can never okay. remember. You know, look at the calendar. Um, May eighth. I will not be here. It's going to be a Monday night. We will be doing a show though, and I'll just announce it now. You guys are going to be excited to know that I will not be on the show, and Graham will be on the show with Paul oh. to talk about the lottery and and watch it and. We won't be able to, to broadcast it, but um, I think we should go live during the lottery so we can be excited if they win the Bedard sweepstakes. It'd be freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll have Graham on hand to talk people off the ledge if and when the Sharks don't win the lottery. And uh, depending on where they end up um, and where they pick who they who Graham would think that they should pick. Graham's be like, wait, what? I'm doing what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Peter St. John says it's ultra hard to guess how any pick will develop. The extreme examples would be Nabby and Pavelski. Absolutely. Um, there's there's plenty of guys that get picked uh, later on, um, not even just later on the first, as, as you're, you're mentioning, the guys like Nabby and Pavelski, the guys that are, get picked you know, the last rounds. Um, so, uh, you know, absolutely. I think a lot of that has to do with maybe the player uh, has some skills to work on, but they have the work ethic to get there. Whereas a lot of other players, perhaps they've got the skills already, but they don't want to work as hard as everybody else, which seems kind of strange because you're talking about guys that are getting drafted in the NHL and that should be motivation enough. But no, <laughs> um, everybody's a little bit different, I guess. Uh, Graham does say he he wanted to clarify. Uh, he says it's deeper than average, but not very deep. The top 10, 15 is very strong, though. I think if the top 10 to 15 is very strong. I, that's deep enough for me. So, I, I mean, I think that's every team pretty much that's in the draft lottery is going to get somebody who is very strong uh, or, or better. So um, that to me would is pretty deep. So uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, oh, Graham says, y'all <laughs> might have to mute the stream if we win the lottery. I'm going to go bananas. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think we all would. Now, wait, hey, Graham, or would you be more excited to win that or more excited if uh, Noah Gregor gets his 10th goal and you have to shut me up? <laughs> Paul, are you going to wear the Noah Gregor jersey during the draft? If you seriously buy a Noah Gregor jersey, sure, I'll wear it during the draft. Why not? Excellent. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. All right. We're done with that one. So you had this uh, pretty fun article that you read from The Athletic. We want to plug those guys here. Um, so go ahead. Let them know. I didn't get a chance to read the article, but you thought it was, sure. it was a fun one. Oh, this is fun. This is uh, from Corey Massack. He went and... Um, talk to the Shim Sharks players about moving to San Jose. So he asked them some questions because uh, Corey himself just moved here about, about a year ago, I think. Um, what do you know? What did you know about San Jose before moving here? Uh, these are all the questions. What did you get wrong or what surprised you after living here? And do you have a favorite place after settling in that you didn't know about before moving here? So it's kind of interesting to see the questions. I don't want to go through everything because it's behind a paywall, but uh, some examples that were pretty funny for the one that you, what did you know about San Jose before moving here? Mark Edward Vlasic said nothing. <laughs> that's it. That's his quote. Flat out. Uh, Noah Gregor, Paul's favorite. Nothing. The Sharks. That's about it. 
Um, Kakinen, though, he said he rattled off a bunch of places. Kakinen clearly did more homework than his teammates. I grew up in Europe, and when I was younger, my goal was to play over here. I'm not saying I did research on every NHL city, but I did learn about California, the Midwest, and the East Coast. He's a smart guy. So he researched everything, so he kind of knew about stuff. Um, Some things that were surprised here. Again, I'll go back to Vlasic because this is funny. Um, I didn't know you had to pay for water. That surprised me. You pay for water, and it's – I'll bleep that out. Um and then they asked, the, you know, he followed up. And goes, it's you don't bad. For, yeah, you don't pay for water? And he goes, no, we have huge dams up north and the water's fantastic. You can drink it right out of the faucet. It doesn't rot your pipes. And at one point I was like, why are all my silver kitchen faucets corroded? Yeah, for people who don't live in the area, San Jose, there's a lot of hard water is what it's called. Um, so there's a lot of minerals and stuff in there. So if you don't have a water softener, which thankfully we do at our house, I think a lot of people do around here. You don't have one. Um you get corrosion a lot in the pipes and you get a lot of hard minerals. So after a while, like your glasses, your silverware, everything that you're washing and everything um, starts to look like it's dirty. It has a film on it. Um, Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of gross. So you could drink it. It's not like it's bad for you. It's, it's natural minerals, but it's just, ah, it's dirty. Like you wash your car with it and your car needs another car wash because if you don't dry all the water up right away, there's water spots everywhere. What are you looking at me like that for? What the heck? Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. Yes, yes. Get, get on, on with it. With it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, get on with it. Anyway, it's a fun article. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Yeah, absolutely. Reading through some of the comments that were in there was uh, interesting to hear. Uh, some of the comments they have. If you guys are not, by the way, uh, subscribed to The Athletic, um, they do promotional, um, I guess, subscriptions, uh, discounts all the time. Uh, take a look at these guys. There are some of the best writers out there. Uh, the Athletic and San Jose Hockey Now are the two places that we like to go uh, for our uh, reading material for the Sharks. Uh, we don't really watch anybody else or, or anything else, really. So, I mean, this, these are the guys. Uh, and, and they do such a great job of it, too. So, um, and, and, you know, we've had them on the show before. Great guys. Very knowledgeable. Uh, they do their job very well. So, um, yeah, absolutely. If you guys can uh, give them a look, that would be uh, very well appreciated for them as well. Okay. So, Aaron, uh, upcoming games here. We've got Tuesday against Colorado. And then we've got Thursday against Colorado. Who did the schedule? <laughs> Why do they here? do this? I don't know. Why would you not spread those out? I don't know. It's just silly. Like, ah, whatever. Anyway, and then there's a Saturday game against Edmonton. It's a 1 p.m. It's the last home game of the season. This would be fan appreciation, and I'm guessing then. Yep. And then you've got the Monday game in Winnipeg. And, of course, we do our shows on Monday, so this will be a post-game show uh, for us. That'll be fun. Yeah, and that game, because it's in Winnipeg, it'll be uh time does that one start? A little earlier. Four o'clock game, four o'clock our time. So uh, our show will still be on at nine o'clock. We won't have to be going on later. So people have time to calm down after the Sharks beat Winnipeg in this game. <laughs> so maybe we'll get some Winnipeg know. fans in that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, okay, good. So yeah. uh, Colorado lost. Colorado lost. Edmonton lost. Winnipeg win. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a uh, one and three for the week. What do you think? We just stunk. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the full donut. Oh, and four. Ooh. 
Winnipeg says, you know what? We're tired of losing to these guys. It's also, it's coming down to the wire. They need to win. So I think yeah. they're going to be pressing more. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Plus you know, fact, guys, the fact that they lost the last two games against the Sharks, that's going to be extra motivation for them to clamp it down and play harder. You very well may be right now. Rob Spiller says there's a decent chance that the, well, that should be Sharks, that the Sharks will lose the last six. All the teams they play will probably want the wins. Yes, absolutely. I think um, the, the Sharks, I think, I don't know who the last two are. We'll get to that on the next episode. We'll tell you who they're playing. But uh, certainly for this week, uh, all these teams are either in it or fighting to be in it. Uh, the next, so, yeah, the last three is Winnipeg. Yeah. Or, sorry. Calgary and Edmonton are the last two. There you who go. Are also fighting for playoff spots. Well, yep. Calgary more than Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking it's it's okay. Like I said, it's okay. The Sharks pick up a win here and there. Yeah, we picked up three in a row. Uh, but I think we're gonna go right back to our losing ways here, and uh, people will stop complaining about the wins. I think you know, enjoy the wins while they come. You're not gonna go 0 and 82, right? <laughs> so you get a couple wins here and there. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And then I think, uh, you know, like I said, I think we close out the season and Rob's probably right. We might be looking at six straight here. I don't know. Uh, I want to go back to uh, one, uh, two comments. Actually, if we can uh, Graham slam. He says um, the lottery. I, what, what was he looking more forward to? He says he loves, he would be looking more forward. you. Cheer harder for the lottery. Uh, he loves Noah, but that's an easy one. Sorry, Noah. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then uh, right above that, Peter St. John, uh, doing Peter St. John things, making me miserable by saying, make sure Aaron to put a C on the <laughs> Noah jersey. Oh, that'd be good. Everyone oh, would be like, boy. why Why does your jersey have a C on it for Noah Gregor? I'll, I'll uh, say, you know, my co-host is confused as to who <laughs> the captain is. He's looking to the future. He thinks Noah Gregor is going to be the captain in 10 years. Just anyway, say you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. <laughs> you got to watch the show. There you go. I can, I can entice you. Uh, okay, good. So we've got the uh, the games for the upcoming week. Buy a toaster. Week. The toaster? What about the toaster? So you can buy a toaster. And you can... Yeah. Okay. Fantasy hockey update. You got a fantasy hockey update for everybody? I do. We are in the finals. This is the fantasy hockey finals for the league. And actually, Graham, who is in the chat, is in the finals against Nicholas Egan, who is the guy that took a picture with us at the game we were mm-hmm. there months ago and didn't tell us who he was, and he just walked away. <laughs> that was Nicholas Egan. Um, so they're in the finals. The winner is going to get their name engraved on this trophy. See, it has our Fin Factor logo on it. The lights aren't going to cooperate with me. There Very we go. nice. Uh, so the winner will get their name engraved on this bad boy, and it will be sitting on our set once we build it. So you will always see it. So it's Graham versus Nicholas, and they finish up at the end of the NHL regular season, which is halfway through next week. So 10 more days roughly very cool all right well i think that's the show is there anything else aaron that you want to address any last uh noah gregor chirp or uh anything i don't know man if noah gregor gets another hat trick what's gonna happen i i see this is one of those times where i'm again i'm feeling confident that there is no possible way that he gets a second hat trick i didn't think he was gonna get one in the first place i didn't think i the the stars have to align perfectly for him to be able to pull off a second hat trick i don't care how many games it takes in the last six you can't loop it over to next season graham okay uh i'm talking about for these last six games 
I, I don't think he gets – he can't possibly right, if, get another hat trick, okay? If I he does. he gets a goal. If he if he gets another hat trick before the end of this season, mm-hmm. you have to wear a Noah Gregor jersey to every game you go to next season. Every Sharks game I go to? Every Sharks game you go to, it has to be the Noah Gregor jersey. You can't if wear anything he gets, else. If he gets another hat trick, I will absolutely uh, – if, if you're buying the jersey, I will absolutely wear it to every game that I go to uh, for the Sharks. I'll do you one better. Perfect. If he gets uh, somehow pushed down to the Barracuda and I'm going to a Barracuda game, I will wear it there too. Sound good? Get pushed down to the Barracuda. Uh, do you guys take Super Chat donations in forms of beer at a game? <laughs> I won't say uh, that. No. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Okay. Uh, anything else, bud? You good? No, we're good. Ooh, Frenchie. Sharks are going to drop two spots in the draft, and it's going to be a sad day. They're preparing for spots. it already. Just preparing for the worst. Oh, they're going to get leapfrogged, is what they're yeah, saying. They're going to drop by two spots. teams. Yeah. I hope not, Frenchie. Let's keep our fingers crossed, buddy. Okay. Hey, thanks to everybody who was in the chat making this a whole fun experience. I know the whole Noah Gregor thing. Everybody was waiting for it. Everybody <laughs> wanted to share me. And you know what? That's one of the things I enjoy about the show. Uh, every once in a while, you know, something happens like this and we get some really great comments and some good banter back and forth. So I do appreciate you guys showing up and uh, giving me what for. Uh, just remember that uh, we got to give it back to Aaron when when uh, time is due. So, oh, yeah. By the way, again, if you'd like to support the show, you could do what Rob Spittler did uh, even when the show was over and he gave us a tip through Venmo. Uh, we do appreciate that. You could do that at the Finn Factor. And if you don't want to do that, you want to do it through Super Chat. Again, the Super Chat function is here. Uh, you can do it there. If you see us at a game, you can Super Chat us with a beer, apparently. Thanks, Marty McFly. Appreciate that. Um, if you also want to support the show but get something back in return, you can go to thefinfactor.com. Check out all the merch that we have there. We've got hats, water bottles, fanny packs, shirts, stickers, all kinds of stuff. So uh, go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, again, anything you buy there does help support the show. So we appreciate you very much. Uh, if you enjoyed the stream, please hit that like button. If you're not subscribed, I don't know why. We're only do this once a week. We're not going to clutter, clutter up your inbox. Uh, and we're fun. So says me. We just stunk. No, we're fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's going to go ahead and do it. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Kellen says, do the stars have to align or does Carlson just have to find Noah's stick in the high danger area? Thank you. <laughs> absolutely he can make anyone around him better noah gregor included and on that note i'm paul and for super producer jason he's aaron i said that backwards let's try that again for super producer jason i'm paul and i'm aaron (laughs) we'll see you guys next week next week bye thanks for tuning in if you like this episode check out our other content especially interviews you can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.